Hi, thanks for listening to C3 Hobart Online. If this message impacts you in any way, please don't hesitate to contact us. Thanks for listening. Awesome. Well, it is so good to be back here. Uh, been up in the Gold Coast for a couple of days. We had the C3 National Conference, uh, and it's, it was great. It was all about health and growth. It's, um, it's a lot of workshops. It's, uh, I actually had to work more than one day this week, so, you know, I know. Still drank a lot of coffee as well. I've got to tell you, Gold Coast coffee is terrible. Just saying. Tassie coffee is great. Tassie coffee is great. As I said, I've titled this series Unqualified, and over the next few weeks, we're going to focus on how we can go from just going to church to being the church. Is what we just did okay? Yeah? We're a Pentecostal church, people. Is what we just did okay? Because we're about helping people on their journey, right? We're about helping meet people where they're at and helping them take a step forward. I want to acknowledge those who are here today who uh, are maybe still trying to work out this whole church thing in their lives. Maybe you've come in here today, maybe you, you, you snuck in the front door or you're walking along the rivulet or, or a friend invited you and, and this whole Jesus thing and this whole church thing is a little bit foreign to you. Uh, I want to say that you are most welcome and, and I believe that the message, um, just a few words I'm going to have here now is very much for you. Because ultimately we can come into church and we can look around and we can, we can think that everybody else is more qualified in who they are as a Jesus follower than us. We can look at the worship team and think to ourselves, well, we could never do that. We can look at, we can look at uh, the, the service leaders or, or an offering message or the preachers or, or even those welcoming on the door and think to ourselves, we could never do that. I have a passion for this series because serving is completely misunderstood. And people become disillusioned with the church. And whether it's a part of their own doing or whether it's whatever it might be. Because we can get caught a little bit doing too much in a church. And then we get frustrated at the church. Or we can look at a roster and then look at our busy lives. And, and begrudgingly what started out as joy becomes actually a hassle. With this in mind, I spent a lot of time praying into this series and, and speaking with our team, trying to put together messages and resources and, and, and worship and, and studies and practical ways such as but to serve. We don't just do but to serve because we look good on front of the Mercury newspaper. We do but to serve because it is our way to reach a community and start building relationship with people. Mark chapter 12, it says this. I've kind of got a few notes, but I'm kind of not really going to go there. Mark chapter 12 says this, so the guys won't even have these scriptures. But Jesus is speaking to the religious leaders and he says to them, uh, the most important commandment is this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind and all your strength. The second is equally important. And it says, love your neighbour as yourself. So it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your strength, all your mind. The second is equally important. I'm not writing, uh, this is in the scriptures. 
But it's not about loving your neighbour as yourself in some sort of lustful way or in, or in that attitude of what's in it for me, like if I do this, I'll receive this. Simply put, it is life-changing when you start to understand what it is to serve others. Now for clarity, what I am not seeking from this series is to preach a number of messages that makes you feel guilty. Because that's unhealthy. And I, to be honest, I don't want to get out into the atrium and be bombarded with, with conversations that go a little bit like this. Well, uh, look, Pastor, you've worn me down, so just put me on the roster for, roster for those pesky kids. Or that one that says, uh, hey, Pastor, I love the worship. Your preaching's pretty awesome. The coffee is the best. My kids love going to kids' ministry, even my boys in youth ministry now. But I just want to let you know that life's pretty busy for me right now. And, you know, you get it right, Pastor. Life's busy for you, you know, fist pump, let's do all this sort of stuff. I mean, I kind of feel bad seeing others serve. But, but just let me get those 46 things off my to-do list and then I'll be the first one to put my name down. I don't want to have those conversations. And I don't want to have those conversations that say, look, I really honour your leadership in the church. You guys are doing a great job. We love you guys, you know, all that sort of stuff. But seriously, Pastor, you need to remind your team of the giftings that I have. I mean, just this morning, someone come and asked me to be on the welcome team. I mean, Seriously? Do you know what I can do and who I am? They stand outside. You see, Paul reminded the church in Galatia. He said to them, God has called you to a free life. Just make sure you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do. And in the process, destroy the very freedom that you were first granted. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love because that's how freedom grows. For everything we know about God's word is summed up in a single sentence. Love others as you love yourself. That's an act of true freedom. I've titled this morning's message, Use Me. Use Me. And my prayer is that both individually and as a church, we would grow in our, our understanding what a privilege it is to humbly stand before God and say, use me. If you have your Bibles, turn to the Old Testament book of Exodus. Go to the Old Testament book of Exodus. In the Genesis Exodus, for those who don't know, I'm just going to give you a few quick pointers out of this story. Exodus. Uh, what is it, guys? Exodus chapter 17. It'll come up on the screens. Exodus chapter 17. We're going to start at verse 8. While the people of Israel were still at Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, or ordered Joshua, select some men for us. Didn't take me long as a parent to understand that when those small bundles of joy come along, it is all about them. Right, Rachel and Tyson? Hey, Rachel and Tyson are here with their three-week-old baby, Hamish Atkinson. Great to see you guys here. And as much as in my heart, 
There you go. Look at that. He's straight out. You beauty. Can't wait to dedicate him. I can't tell you how many times in my heart I felt like saying to my girls growing up, it's not all about you. In this passage, we are introduced to, to Joshua, but I want you to get this. We're not introduced to Joshua who led uh, a nation into the promised land. We're introduced to nobody Joshua. It's the same person, but when we're first introduced to Joshua here, he is nobody. He didn't come with a CV and saying, pick me, pick me. He didn't stand at the door and say, look at my gifts, Moses. Have a look at me. I think you should use me. This was Joshua. Nobody unqualified Joshua. There was no glory for him. He wasn't on social media at this stage. He wasn't even asked his opinion by Moses. Moses just commanded or ordered him and said, we want you to go and fight them for us, not even for yourself. For us. It's widely reported that during the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln would regularly meet with a group of church ministers for breakfast and prayer. Now, Lincoln was not a regular church goer, but he was a man of, of faith, although it seemed to be somewhat unorthodox. And they would eat, eat breakfast together and they would discuss matters of the church and, and they would pray together. And it was quoted that during one of those breakfasts, a prominent minister in New York of a large congregation was about to lead the morning prayer. And he commenced with the words, Mr. President, let us pray that God is on our side. To which Lincoln responded with a stately but firm response, no gentlemen, let us pray that we are on God's side. You see, following Jesus is the greatest leveler you will ever have in your life. It doesn't mean that God won't use you in the boardroom or in the schoolyard or in the marketplace. In fact, 99% of you are in the marketplace and that's where I want you to stay. Let me tell you, I don't want 400 people working with me because firstly, you wouldn't like me. I have to deal with me seven days a week. You are exactly where you're meant to be. I'm going to get a little bit personal today with a few things because I want to honour them. Hank Petrusma has been selling property and doing things in the marketplace for over 45 odd years. And that is exactly where God wants him to be. Because he can speak life into those situations. He could probably do it in the church as well. But that's where God has placed him to be. School teachers... I admire what you are doing and I pray that you have a voice in the schools with other teachers and with the kids where you can speak life and you can speak about Jesus Christ. The second point is this, be available, be available. Moses said, tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did, so Joshua did what Moses had commanded in order to fight Amalek. 
Joshua did what was commanded of him. The act of serving is completely countercultural to the me first mentality that we have in this world. Let's be honest, social media is not designed to make other people look good. Your own social media is designed for you to, to, look at, to, to show people how good you look. We live in a me first culture. When I'm driving, I'm the worst. Having lived in Sydney for 10 years and in the Middle East, I could not understand when you guys have slip lanes here, no one would get in the left lane and overtake everybody. Because let me tell you, it's about me first. And so I thought, man, this is an open pathway. I'll just go straight into the left lane on the brooker and take everybody off at the lights. Why? Because I need to be at the front. We live in a me first culture. The problems with this is twofold. As a senior pastor, I often fall into the trap of that I'll do things myself because it's easier than asking somebody else. And so what I do is I don't let people be available. I don't let people be available. And this is, this is a problem. Because I didn't ask, I'm now not doing what I need to be doing. And the second point is this, because I didn't ask, I didn't give the chance for others to even be available. I could turn up on a Friday night and run some youth games. I mean, it's not that hard. You just give them a bag of marshmallows and tell them, put them all in their mouth at the same time, right? (laughs) You just get some balls and throw them at each other. You just get raw sausages and tell them to eat them. You know, it's a good game. You see, I could turn up and do that. But if I turn up and do that, what I've done is I haven't allowed the eight beautiful worship youth leaders that we have to be available for the calling that God's got on their life. A calling that has seen our youth numbers double. A calling that has seen us get health within some of our young kids in there. I could turn up an hour early on on our communion Sundays and I could cut the bread and and pour the wine out. I mean, it's not that hard. You even get to use an electric knife. But when I do this, I take away the opportunity for people to be available to do a serving in what they can do. You see, Joshua would go on to be this, this powerful leader But at the time Moses asked him, he didn't didn't need the leadership. He just needed the willingness to say yes. Third point is this. Use what's in your hand. Use what's in your hand. There is a 72-year-old gentleman in our church by the name of Stuart Anderson. Stuart, along with his wife Lynn, calls C3 home and every Wednesday night, During the middle of winter, during summer, every Wednesday night, without fanfare, without payment, without promoting themselves on social media, without me standing up here and promoting them, every Wednesday night, they arrive at the church with a small team and they pray. That's what they do. They pray. They often walk past the young adults who are hanging out in the, in the atrium. They often walk past the worship team that are getting ready to do their thing in here. 
They pray for Morella and I and the leadership team. They pray for our children. They pray for our building. They pray for our church. They pray for our youth ministry and those, those eight youth leaders that I just talked about. They pray for our kids. They pray for the finances of our church. They pray for you and they pray for your families. They do this so that when you go to a connect group in midweek, you're prayed up. You're covered in prayer. They do this so that when I stand up here, I'm covered in prayer. They do this so that our building is covered in prayer. We are open and exposed as a building on a rivulet track that the council has told us see 700 people a day walk down it. Yet I believe that there is a protection around this building from graffiti and from vandalism and from brokenness because we've got a team of people who are praying for this building. Stuart would struggle to run our youth at 72, to be honest. Just being honest with you, Stuart. And he's not that good on guitar. So he's probably not going to be part of our worship team. But he can pray. And so what does he do? He prays. Now, if you know your scriptures, you know that that Moses could fight. We actually read that that Moses killed somebody. It probably wasn't his finest moment in his life, but we actually read that Moses could kill somebody. You see, when Moses asked Joshua to do something, he probably could have done it himself. We read in in the Old Testament where, where it actually said there was a time when the kings went to war. And Moses, as a leader, could have gone to war. Moses could have done it. But you see, if Moses had have done that, he wouldn't have done what he needed to do. And that was to walk up a mountain with a staff in his hand and to pray. You see, we, as we read through this scripture, we read that as he went along, that as he, he put up his hand, when, he lift, when his hand dropped, Joshua started getting the stuff beat out of him. You see, God was using Moses just as he was using Joshua. But God was using him in the gifts and talents and skills that they had. Moses could have gone down there and at the front and done that. But who was going to stand up the top and pray? In a church, we need the prayers. We all should be praying. At church, we need those on the welcome door. At church, we need those who are going to stand up here and sing. At church, we need those who are going to do our communion for us and and do our kids' ministry. The thing it is with this is it's about saying, I'm willing to do it with the gifts that God has given me. The final point is this, and I'll get the guys up. Is that we need to celebrate others. Celebrate others. Can I ask our growth path team to stand? Just where you are. If you're part of our growth path, right across this place, five, six, seven, eight people right across this place. As they stand, this team, just turn around, have a look at them, sitting in the back row, sitting in the front rows. This team is ultimately responsible for for things like Welcome Morning Teas, our Next Steps course, Alpha, First Time Salvations. And they are on the other end of the phone welcoming new people into our church. 
So when somebody new comes to our church, they get a beautiful phone call from these people saying, how are you? When someone makes a courageous step to have a miracle moment with God and come onto the altar, one of these guys is around them saying, what can we do to be there for you? This is a team of people that every Monday morning put up their hand and say, who would you like me to contact? Who would you like me to get alongside? Who would you like me to step with in order that we can see them come to know Jesus just a little bit better? These guys are just ordinary, everyday people. But they're heroes of the faith. They're heroes of the faith because they work as a team and they celebrate with each other. There's no personal glory for them, but they get personal glory in seeing others take a step forward in their faith. Why don't you give these guys a round of applause? In verse 11, it said this, As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the... the uh, where is it? Uh, but sorry, but whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired, he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army in battle. Two weeks ago, I had the opportunity during our C3 Wednesday, which is on this Wednesday at 12 o'clock, to share the gospel with a young mum. A young mum that had come to our playgroup. A young mum who, when she woke up that morning, thought she was just coming to playgroup. But you see, here's the thing. The young mum was in the service because a member of our church saw her, took an interest in her, and invited her to come along. But it wasn't just the invitation. You see, the young mum was in playgroup because another member of our church had thought, how good it would it be if I could drop a pamphlet in somebody's letterbox, hoping and believing that they will come to our playgroup. But that's not the end of the story. Because the pamphlet wouldn't have been made if Cam and his team hadn't have done the graphics in order that we could make the pamphlet. And the story doesn't finish there because the pamphlet wouldn't have even been thought of unless Jan Murray and her team had a thought how good it would be if we could reach a community and see more people come to playgroup. The point is this, is that I may get to stand on the altar and pray a salvation message with a young mum who had two kids next to her. But I do that because I celebrate a team of people who have invited her, who have cared for her, who have gone out and delivered pamphlets, who have put in the offering so that we can pay for the pamphlets. So when I stand on the altar and I can say to her, to God be the glory. Let's stand on our feet.
the greatest part of our church is that what you see here on stage is served by a team that meets in our boardrooms, in our prayer rooms, at youth on a Friday night, in our connect groups or in the very comfort of people home as they practice their guitar or practice the drums. Here's the kicker though. God is not interested in who is the most important. God is not interested in who gets the most likes. God doesn't scroll through Facebook and social media and go, hey, they got more likes. That's the church that I'm going to bless. God sees our individual hearts, each one of us. And He's just looking for a people who are willing and available. A people who are willing to use what's in their hand. A people who celebrate others, not themselves. That's the Heavenly Father that we have. I'm going to just pray. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you that you give us the opportunity to be the church. That you give us the opportunity to work in team with each other. Knowing that each person makes a difference. Lord God, I just pray that for each of us on our own journey, that we will see, receive the revelation of what it is to serve you. That we will understand what an honour it is to serve you. Just as your eyes are closed, there may be some who don't understand what it is to serve Jesus because you don't know who this Jesus is. And this morning, you've come into church and things might have been a little bit confusing in your mind and a little bit not understanding what's going on. Just as all eyes are closed, I'm just going to ask you right where you are, if you want to know more about Jesus that we've talked about, then I'm going to get you just to raise your hands right where you are. Right across this place. Thank you, I can see that hand. Is there anyone else? Our Heavenly Father celebrates with one. I can see that hand as well. Thank you. Is there anybody else there? Just while all eyes are closed, I can see those hands. Is there anybody else that you want to know this Jesus a little bit more in your life? I can see that hand as well. Thank you. Is there anybody else? see that hand just 10 more seconds just where we are thank you I can see that hand thank you Jesus just where you are just start praying just thank God where you are right now there is a celebration in heaven there is a mighty celebration in heaven Keep those hands up one more second, guys. Beautiful. I can see those hands. Fantastic. In just a moment, our pastoral care team are going to come around you where you are because they would love to pray with you. They would love to be with you.
Thank you. You can put your hands down. Can I just encourage this church as we head out this week? serve others it might simply be that you get to share the gospel in a place that you've never known before that can be a way you can serve it might be that you talk to Stuart and say thank you for your praying can I pray with you it might be that you say you know what I want to do something or other but it's about loving one another I'm going to close one way we can serve each other fellowship we can go out and we can buy each other a coffee don't run off you don't have to run off now go and buy someone a coffee enjoy someone spend 10 minutes with someone you might make their day Heavenly Father, we thank you for this church. We thank you for those who have responded. There is a celebration in heaven that has occurred. Lord God, we give you all the glory, all the praise and all the honour in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. Bless you, church. Hi, thanks for listening to C3 Hobart Online. We hope you've enjoyed this message. If you'd like to know more, you can find us at c3hobart.org.au.